Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Sai. I hope that everybody is doing well and experiencing a happy, healthy, and productive summer. As we go on in Sefer Bamidbar, this week in Chutzler, it's the Millennium Parshas Chukas. The Parshas Chukas talks about the mitzvah of Paraduma. The reason why we call it a chaik, chukas, Russian chaik, it is because a mitzvah that we have given in the Torah that doesn't have a tam, that doesn't have a reason for it, we can't understand why it's being done, is referred to as a chaik. Many of the mitzvahs have a tam, an understanding, a reason for why we do it. We get to that because the purpose is money. Right? We go back to the chayla to make, to make the person feel good, to help them to feel better. Over here, the mitzvah of, of Paraduba, when a person becomes tame, he becomes impure by being in the surroundings of a mace. And now to purify himself, we have to go through the whole process of having a, a Paraduma without any, 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 uh, it has to be completely red and, and the whole procedure of, of shechting it and burning it and, and taking the, the whole mixture together to Mayim Chaim El Kelly and, and and purifying him, uh, spritzing him on specific days. That whole procedure, something which we don't understand why that works and why is that the way that would purify a person from Tuma, and therefore it's referred to as a chayk. The Pasuk says, the Lashon of Zayis Chukas This is the This is the chayk of the Taira, Shatsib Hashem, Laimah with Hashem, commanded you to do. Tabel Bnei Yisrael Lecha, Paraduma Tmima, that you should take a Paraduma Tmima, complete without any mum, Asha'eba mum, there's no mum, and to go through the whole procedure of Paraduma, as we mentioned. Now, first of all, the question is, why do we refer to this as Zais Chukasatayra? If anything, it should say Zais Chukasapara, it's the mitzvah of Paraduma, this is not the hook or the chuk of the whole Taira, why do we call it Zais Chukasatayra? Now, Moshe Feinstein Zazal points out that there's another place in the Torah where also we use the concept of Zayis Chukas Where's that? In Parshas Matas. In Parshas Matas, after Ha'isol goes out to fight against the, the Umar of Midian, and they kill out the people from Midian and the Malchi Midian, and they're left over with the Chalal. Right? They're left over with whole booty that was left over with all their, all their valuables. And Yisrael <clears throat> is called together, and they told Akari, the son of Aaron Akari, went and he gathered together all the people who went out to fight the Muhammad, and he said, Hashem is This is the chok, the chok of the Torah again, the lashon of the chok of the Torah that Hashem commanded Moshe. All the things which are made of metal, right? The, the different types of metals and, and lead. Called the rule is like this: anything that came in became impured, impure, that became impure through the process of a fire, has to be pured by 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 fire. Right? Because in each thing has to be purified in the way that it became impure. Right? That's the concept of. Right, whichever, which is in those caches, that's how it works. Right, anything that became uh, treif 
through the process of cooking, through a, through a, a fire and, 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 and through a cooking process, so that we could do hagala, something that came through a roasting process. And it has to come to through through libra. We have to do something else, a different a different uh, type of process to be able to cash. So the Torah is telling us that before you can use any of the valuables from Anshe Midyon, it has to go through a purification process, and that we're referring to as Zayis Chukasat So first of all, the question is why over here did it say Zayis Chukasat Right, the same question we asked by Paraduma. Why do we call the <coughs> over here also we should say why do we call it why these two specific places but the question is even stronger like we explained beforehand the whole idea of a chayk is something we don't understand so very good when we're talking about paraduma person became tummy through a mace we have some type of interesting uh, way that we purify a person that we, to, logically just makes no sense how it works but by the Kalim, it makes sense. The way that the, the thing became impure, that's why you purify it. it. You know, to take out the thing that was infused the way that it was infused. And, and it makes sense. So, right? so therefore, that, why would that be called a chayk? I can understand why Paradoma is called a chayk in the first place. But why over here we've been calling it a chayk? So first of all, the question is why in both places do we say it's and secondly, over here, we don't even understand why it's called a chayk. Why is it called a chayk? So, Ramayisha finds in the Tzal, says the biggest site. He says, <coughs> the Torah is trying to teach us a lesson over here, to teach us that even when you do a mitzvah that has a tam, even when we do a mitzvah that has a reason for it, the reason is not the is not the is not the basis behind the mitzvah. <coughs> the mitzvah is the mitzvah because it's a tzivah from Hakadosh Baruch Right? That's why we do it. And even if the reason doesn't apply, the mitzvah is still there. And explains to Moshe that we have certain mitzvahs, like the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us, right, that there were two mitzvahs. What do I say? What I said in the Chafal from base, Gemara says like this. What it says. That why does the Torah protect itself from revealing the reasons behind the Torah? Rashi says at the midst of shatness that you're not allowed to wear linen and wool, which is also a chayk. Why was the Torah careful and not be megal time for the Torah? So this galu. There were two psukim which revealed the reason for the for the mitzvah, Nisgal Taimon, Nichshu Behen Gadol Ha'ilam. And there was and there was a Gadol Yisrael, Shleim HaMelech, that stumbled with both of those things. Where do we find that? Right? The Torah says in Parshish Shaiftim, when you come to Eretz Yisrael, you're going to appoint the Melech. So the Pasuk says over there, Lo Yarba Susim, right? A melech shouldn't have too many horses. For Yashivas Amitzrayma, the man Harbasus, because if he's going to have so many horses, he's going to need horses. Going to, it's going to cause the nation to call yourself to have to go back towards Mitzrayim to go get more horses. Hashem is commanding you when you're out of Mitzrayim. That's it. You're out of here for good. You're not coming back here again. 
So the Melech can't have too many horses because that might be going people to have to go back to Mitzrayim. That's one Pasuk with the Tam. What's the second Pasuk with the Tam? It says, Right? A Melech shouldn't have too many wives. Right? Why? Because we're afraid that she's going to turn him away. He's going to turn him away. His heart shouldn't be turned away from Avedis Hashem. Now, the Bagmar says over there, Shlaima Melech saw the Thupsukit, and Shlaima Melech said, It's no problem with Layabalai Noshim, I'll be able to have more wives, and I won't get turned away. But then it says in Tzayfullah, And it was when he became older, Shlaima Melech became older, and his heart, his wife started to turn his heart. The Pasuk says not to have too many horses. Don't worry, I can have horses. I won't make them come back. That 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 he did wind up getting lured back to Mitzrayim. So the question is, the question is, (coughs) what's Jat Megabar? So Pashas, you learn the Gemara to say, okay, the time was given over there, and the Torah was Megala the time, and and said the time, and Moshe Rabbeinu and Shlomo Melch didn't follow the time, and therefore it was Nechshu. That's why the Torah doesn't want to say the time. But explains by Moshe that the Pshat is, is that when Shlomo Melch made the Cheshbon, he didn't make a mistake with his Seichel. He really had a proper estimation of himself, and he estimated himself correctly, and he knew that he wasn't going to be Nechshu. And he knew that it's not a problem for him. He knew that he's going to have enough wives. He was the Chacham Shalkal Bnei Adam. That if he's going to have enough wives, he'll be able to, in a logical way, be able to control it. And he knew that if he's going to have more horses, it's not going to be a problem. It's not that he made a mistake thinking he didn't estimate himself properly. He estimated himself properly. He really shouldn't have had the problem. But the mistake was because the tam is not the mitzvah. The tam is maybe a chalik of the understanding of the mitzvah, but the mitzvah is the mitzvah that's done in every situation, even if the tam doesn't apply. And that was really Karech's mistake as well with the Mitzvah Tzitzis when he tried to confuse Klai Yisrael, but the reasons don't make any sense over here. The answer is the reason's nice, it helps us to be there, but the, the Mitzvah in itself is a Chayt in its own right, without, even if the reason does not apply. So explains with Maisha that the Torah wrote in both places, to teach you that even when you're doing a Mitzvah that makes sense, you're being retired of the Kalim, you're purifying the Kalim, and it makes sense because Kabbalah that the way that it was, that the tumor went into the thing, you have to get it out. Whether the typhus went into the thing, you have to get it out. Makes sense? But you're not doing it because it makes sense. You're doing it because it's a chayk, because it's a mitzvah in the Torah. And therefore that's just like paraduma. So every chayk, every mitzvah in the Torah has to be just like paraduma. That even if, I, that when I, even when I do understand the reason, I'm not doing it because of the reason. I'm doing it because of the mitzvah. And that's the Zeischukas HaTorah that's written in both places to stress that that when I'm doing a mitzvah it's because of the mitzvah regardless of the time. Now, <coughs> from here we see, the reason why the Torah had to tell me that was because of the mistake that a person would make thinking that it's just because of the time. Maybe there's something we can add on. Something we can add on to the idea over here. Why is it like this? Why is it like this? We could say a few reasons. I'll try to say one of them now. We know that when <coughs> the Torah was given to us, the Torah was given to us 
on Shavuos. Now we know that Klai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim on Pesach, and on Shavuos the Torah was given to them the seven weeks between Pesach and Shavuos. That's the period of Shavuos Aimer that we have between Pesach and Shavuos. We mentioned this a few weeks ago, that Chazal say that by Pesach, that was the, say that by Pesach, that was the Kedushin, right? When a person gets married, the two stages that a person does to marry his wife. He does Kedushin, he makes the Kenyan of his wife. He makes a Kenyan. And then there's the Nisun, which allows them to be able to live in the same house together. Right? That's the Nisun. You get the, <coughs> for them to be able to have a, a relation of, uh, an intimate relationship in the house together. So it explains this very much that Pesach is the Kedushin. Right? Shavuos was the Nesuin. That when Klai Yisrael became, came into an intimate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We were connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Madrega of Yisrael Vareisa Vakut Shabich Vichadot. Yisrael and the Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu are all one together. Now what's the seven weeks in between? Just like when a woman is married to her husband. And she becomes impure because of the need. Uh, there's a seven-day period with the Raisa that she has to purify herself to her husband. That's the seven weeks in between that Klai Yisrael was purifying themselves and making themselves ready to be able to, to come to Nisuin, to come to the Madriga of Nisuin. When we received the Torah, that was the, the, final, the final stage of a marriage that Kodesh Baruch When we Keep the Torah. We have our guf and we have a neshama. That's what we're made up of, our guf and a neshama. In order for us to properly be able to connect ourselves, that's the Torah in the mitzvahs. By keeping the Torah in the mitzvahs, that's making a relationship, a connection to that an intimate relationship with that A relationship cannot be dependent on conditions. A relationship cannot be dependent on reasons. The relationship that we a person has, let's say, for example, a person's married to his wife. A person has children. You know, I think I once said this before. Somebody once came to my house to collect money for tzedakah. I mentioned to him that I was making a bar mitzvah. And, and uh, he said, oh, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about the bar mitzvah. Why? Why do we call a bar mitzvah a bar mitzvah? Right? The son of, the son of a mitzvah. Why do we call him a bar mitzvah? Right? Um, yeah, the bow of the mitzvah, the, the husband, the owner of the of the mitzvah, just like we have, we call a person who does a virus, we call him a balavera, we don't call him a baravera. So you also call him a bow mitzvah. Why do we call him a bar, son of the mitzvah? So he said, because when a person, uh, there's a difference between a husband and a son. He says, a son, a child is a child forever. And therefore, we're telling this, we should, we're, we're, we're being with our child by calling him a bar mitzvah, and you'll be a son and connected to the Torah forever, because you can't, forever connected to Kodesh Baruch. Whereas a pal, a husband has an option of divorce. And therefore, we don't want to call him a bar mitzvah, because we want that connection to be forever. A very, we call him a bar because they have that he can, that he can sever the connection from. <coughs> Get away from the avera. But the relationship that we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu is that we're there, we're in it with the Kodesh Baruch Hu forever, Be'ez Hashem. And the relationship has to be without any conditions. As I started saying before, I say a person's married, married with Baruch Hashem with family. So a person comes home to his house. Why is he coming home? 
not for a good supper, not for a good time, because that's my family that I love and that I care for. And I'm coming home in all situations because I'm coming home because that's where I'm meant to be. That's where I want to be. And sometimes that person might come home and it's his favorite supper that he smells, you know, the, you know, in the, in the hallway. And he comes into the house and his kids are in a good mood and everything is fine. His wife is doing fine. Everything's great. Right? I came home. Great. This is great. And sometimes a person comes home, something smells burnt or maybe something doesn't smell at all. This didn't work out tonight. When you come to the house and your son might not be in the best, best of moods, he might be sitting on the couch looking a little bit uh, concerned, and he comes over to you, pulls out of his pocket a piece of paper and says, oh, my Rebbe asked me to give this to you, and you, you're pretty sure that it's not exactly a, a letter of nachas that you're going to be seeing over there, or there's a bill waiting for you that was unexpected for something that you thought that you, know, you weren't going to have to pay. A person's still here with the same connection and the same devotion and the same... And, and, and being here at home, because that's the connection the person has to his family. It's the connection the person has to his wife and his children, because it's a connection that's built on a love and appreciation for each other, regardless of the situation that, that happens to be presently happening. happening. The same thing here. When we keep the Torah, the keeping of the Torah is not just keeping it because of the reason, because it makes sense, or because I feel it and it makes me feel good right now. I'm keeping the Torah because it's the Moshe Emes Viserasa Emes. The Torah is Emes. And therefore, if I'm keeping the Torah because the Torah is Emes, so therefore it's regardless of whatever, ever, you know, is going around the reasons, the, the conditions, my feelings, my, my, right? The idea of finding true happiness in, in the Torah is by working on understanding the situation and, and building the happiness within ourselves. If a person just makes the, Torah, something he's going to keep, or that's, you know, when it's pleasant for him, what's convenient for him, then that's not a real relationship. And when you feel the real relationship, then you want to connect in whatever situation. But now I'm going to end off with a beautiful vart that I once heard. Could be I told it over before over the, over the past few months. But I heard this vart about uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. <coughs> we live in Telstone. And there's a very hush of a yid in, in Telstone. It was Nifter uh, quite a few years ago with Aaron Paperman's itself. This is Aaron Paperman. He's the one that started Telstone. He connected the Tel's Yeshiva together with, uh, I think, Irving Stone, you know, that uh, to fund Telstone, uh, you know, the Tel's Yeshiva to be here. And it started off. And then the Rosh Yeshiva from Tel's Nifter, then the of Gifter had to go back to Chutzlar. It's a little story, but that, you know, that's how Telstone got its name, Telstone. So this Ivan Paper was the Shatran that made the connection between the two. He lived in Telstone. Big Tam Chacham, very Kishmakiyit. And uh, he used to be, be uh, he used to daven in shul with him. Now this week's parsha, parsha Chukas, both Miriam and Aaron Akain were nifter, right? Miriam the chus, Miriam was nifteres, so that we lost the be'er shamayim that led to the whole thing with the chet of the met of the neighborivu. Mashibenu hit the rack for the whole. As we'll, you'll see this week in the parsha, and Aaron Akain was nifter, and then we <coughs> lost that on right? But both Miriam and Aaron Akayan had a Mises Nashika. Misa was a very peaceful death. Now, the Torah goes to describe, Rashi comes and describes how exactly Aaron Akayan was lifted. He went with his sons, and he came there, and he came to the to her, 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 and he went inside, 
and he was instructed, okay, now take off your begadim and give your begadim to your son, and now sit over here and lay down over here and put your hands like this and your feet like this and this and close your eyes. And that's how Aaron Cain was nifted. So Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu was misaveh to that misa. He had a taiva to have such a misa. So when the Aaron Pippen asked me, what does that mean that Moshe Rabbeinu had a taiva for such a misa? What does that mean? So the Pasha says, listen, he didn't have a difficult death. It went easy. Everything was good. It was out too much pain. That's what he wanted. So Aaron Pippen said, what, you think Moshe Rabbeinu wanted the easy way out? Moshe Rabbeinu was ready to do anything for a good. He wanted the easy way out. That's what he wanted, right? That's what the shallow hope of Rabbeinu, that's what Pshat Rashi is. He said, no, that's not the Pshat. He said, he said I, remember, I don't remember who he said it, Pshat. He said, the Pshat is like this. Moshe Rabbeinu was so, he loved HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much. And to be Mekayim the Ratzon Hashem, that was his whole purpose in life, was to be Mekayim Ratzon Hashem, to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Hashem. There was such a relationship, such a such a, um, a, a, a intimate relationship between him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That what he was jealous of Aaron Akrain was is that Aaron Akrain was zeichet to was was merited to have that privilege of being a kind Ratzon Hashem until his last breath. Take your bag and put it here. Lay down here. Put your hands here. Uh, you know, put your head like this. Close your eyes till the last breath that Aaron Akrain took. He was a kind Ratzon Hashem. That's what my Shemayim wanted. That's a real relationship. When a person's excited about about the relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what we try to build by keeping the Torah. And that's the Pshat and Zayishu It doesn't make a difference what the reason is. Of course, we try to understand the reasons. We appreciate it more and build build our excitement in Torah and Yerushimayim. But that's not why we do it. The whole idea of keeping the Torah is to build that relationship. We should all be Zaycha to be able to build that relationship and, and to try and find true Simcha Sachayim in Rabbi Hashem. And with that, be able to bring us to bigger and higher places. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and co.